conversations on passion and purpose are some of our favorites. Today, we get to hear the story of two sisters who reached beyond their successful careers in the entertainment industry. One at Warner Brothers, working on movies like The Matrix and Harry Potter, and one doing ads for the Academy Awards at Miramax to work together and follow finding purpose to a whole different level and putting passion straight into their titles. Welcome to The Grit Show. I'm so glad you found us. I'm Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm honored to be leading you on today's journey as part of this community, growing together as seekers and thrivers. Now, for a little more information on today's guests. After several twists and turns, Amy and Nancy Harrington became celebrity interviewers as the pop culture passionistas. Ultimately, they decided to launch the Passionistas Project. This involves quite a few different pieces, all of which you will hear more about today. The most pressing piece is one which involves their third annual Power of Passionistas Women's Equality Summit and Passionistas Persist Award Ceremony, which you'll be thrilled to know is this week. Seriously, this week. There's still time for you to be part of this. When we recorded, they were in the height of planning, and now it is upon us. So settle in to learn more about these amazing women, their wonderful work, and how you could be part of this amazing summit, as well as some other great things they're doing. I'm excited for you to get to know them a little better. Welcome, Nancy and Amy. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, I'm glad you guys were able to make it. I would love to hear the story, because you are both sisters, about how you guys managed to come together and decide to make this transition to do business together. Was that a hard transition or a simple one? It was organic and easy in some respects. Amy and I both, as you said in the intro, had careers in the entertainment industry, but mine was a very short career. I, prior to that, had my own graphic design business and my own theater. I've always been a solopreneur, but Amy was really entrenched in the studio system. So I think the transition was probably a little harder for her than me because I was used to being on my own and having my own business. Um, but, you know, we like to say we just grabbed hands, Thelma and Louise style and dove off the cliff and did it. And, you know, it was easier for us because we were able to do it together. It's good to have a partner in crime. You're making big transitions, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So whose idea was it? Was it one of you came up with this idea about this project first? Well, there was a long, a long road between leaving our careers and starting the pop culture passionistas. We both decided at the same time we needed to do something different than what we were doing. And again, because Nancy had that, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, she was like, come on, let's just go off and we'll, we'll do something. And we actually had a friend who had a project that we were working on for free on the side. And that really helped us jump off the off the ledge. But after that, we kind of bounced around for a while and we had all these different jobs together, but we weren't sure exactly what our next real move was. And we ended up at a company that was, um, there was a, a website and it was all retro pop culture content, which we were born to be a part of that. So <laughs> we, um, we wrote almost all of the content, pretty much everything except the music content we wrote and we produced videos for them. And we started like very germ of the experience of 
doing interviews. Our first celebrity interview was on the set of a TV show. We got to interview David Cassidy, Sean Cassidy, Ryan Cassidy, and the other brother, Patrick. And, and we interviewed them on the set for this company we were working for. And we were like, well, that was fun. And when that company folded, our, the first person we reached out to worked at the TV Academy, our friend Jenny. And she was like, oh, come and do a red carpet interview for us. And we were like, we don't know how to do that. She was like, it'll be fine. Just point the camera. I'll show you how to turn it on. So we did it. And then the next day she was like, okay, so come in and edit it. We were like, we don't know how to edit. She was like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So we learned how to edit with the manual. People would leave the room and we'd like lock the door and look at the manual. (laughs) And so we started to these celebrity interviews that led to us doing these longer archival interviews for the Television Academy, which are like three or four hour long interviews with celebrities and people behind the scenes. And for two totally introverted girls from Braintree, Massachusetts, we learned like we love interviewing people like and we're (laughs) we're good at it. And luckily, we found this passion at the same time. So when it came time where we decided to do the Passionistas Project, which we decided, like, let's focus specifically on women's stories, we were, we had all these skills behind us from both of our individual careers and this collective experience. And so it was kind of an easy transition at that point to focus on the Passionistas Project more. I love that. I also love that you mentioned Braintree. I lived in Boston for a time. And so anyone who's been on the red line. Used to be the end of the red line. Yeah. There you go. That's funny. Yes. And so how did you both end up in L.A. together from the other side of the country? Yeah. Um, Amy moved out first. She moved out right after college. She lived here for 10 years by herself. Um, and every time she came home to visit, she would be like, you guys really should move out. You guys really should move out. <laughs> and finally, after 10 years of asking, it was the right time and the right place. And my husband and I decided we were going to pick up and move. And we did. Um, and at that point, we really didn't know what we were going to do. My husband's a musician and a composer, so he wanted to be in the industry. And okay. I was ready for a change from my graphic design business. So we came up and I started working in that advertising agency and Amy and I were together for the first time in 10 years and it was only a matter of a few years before we started working together again yeah I love that I love it it keeps like you guys keep coming back together yeah (laughs) so then tell me how you guys have gone from these separate careers to kind of coming together this great little adventure and then how that blossomed into this project with all these great different levels. It's all kind of interconnected with the focus of women and women's stories. But how did that grow into the podcast, the packages you guys send out as your business and this wonderful summit that you guys were having? So we have been doing the celebrity interviews. We were loving it. It was really fun. And um, and then things started to get pretty heavy in the world at large. And the election happened in 2016. And the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movements started. And we just were hitting the point every day where we were like, this is great. And we have always approached pop culture from a very positive perspective. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to be making a more significant contribution um, to society. And so when it really happened when the Me Too movement was in full force. And we just one day, we'd been talking about doing a podcast but we didn't really want to do a pop culture podcast. Um, mm-hmm. 
we didn't really feel like we had anything different to contribute to that conversation. But we woke up one day and we were like, we should be focusing on women. We should be telling the, the Me Too stories are so important. Mm-hmm. But at that point, we just, it had been constant barrage of really heavy, really sad stories. And we knew from our own experience and from women, we knew there were also these incredibly positive stories of women who defied the odds and were following their passions and were pushing through all of that stuff. And so we wanted to tell those stories in the hopes that it would inspire other women to follow their passions. So we started with the podcast and um, the Passionistas Project podcast. And we have interviewed everybody from a woman who started an ice cream company to a woman who melts down nuclear weapons and sculpts them into peace angels and, you know, activists and artists and authors, um, amazing, incredible women. And as we spoke with them, we realized a lot of them had products that, you know, women-owned businesses don't get the funding, they don't get the attention. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, well, we should be helping in that way too. So we started the Passionistas Project Pack, which is a quarterly subscription box filled with products from women-owned businesses and female artisans. And in there, we we tell the story of the women. We do a little Q&A with each one of them. So you're learning about the woman behind the product, not just getting this cold product in a box. Um, And then from there, it was 2020, and it was the 100th anniversary of some women getting the right to vote. And we thought, well, that was great for us, but there were a lot of women who couldn't vote still 100 years ago, and there are still a lot of women who are marginalized who need the support to have this be a more equal society for all women. So we decided to do the power, the what we're now called the Power of Passionistas Summit to spotlight women's issues and to have women from different marginalized communities come together to discuss the topics that are most important to them, to enlighten other people and hopefully to have them walk out with action items to help make this a more equal society. So. That's so exciting. I love the action item element. Is that something that was from the very start? Yeah. yeah, we always wanted it to be, you know, we've gone to a lot of stuff where it's like, I'm so fired up. This is so great. And then you leave and you forget about it. And, you know, when we say action items, it's not like, okay, here's your 40 page course booklet on what you need to do over the next year. It's as simple as like, we did a night of stand up comedy with um, all comedians with disabilities. And one of the women said, you know, if you, even if you don't have a disability, but you go to a restaurant and their bathroom is not accessible to everybody, say something. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's the little things that we may not think about because that's not our experience that we're living. But now, Nancy and I think about that all the time. And we hear from other women who attended that event. Like, I say something every time I'm in that situation. And so it can be the little day-to-day things that really make a difference. That's really what we're focusing on. That's incredible. I love that. You just mentioned that a lot of people come back and say, like, they've used that and applied that. Are there other things from your summit that people have come back and reported back that they've been able to implement because they've attended and been part of that? I think I think that a lot of the women are just experiencing, you know, hearing stories about a woman's life experience that they never thought of before. You know, as a 
as a privileged white woman, I don't really know what it's like to to be a black woman or to be an uh, indigenous woman. I've never lived those experiences and I can be as, you know, progressive and forward thinking as I believed I am, but until you live that experience, you don't really understand it. And so, you know, we really are, I think our summit this year is made up of about 75 to 80% of the women are from marginalized communities. So just through hearing each and every one of their stories, you are learning about their experience. And I think just hearing them, you take those out into the world and you can view the world in a different way. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> exactly. So you guys mentioned that it's a virtual event. And so anyone can attend from all over the world. That's you right. have a lot of international attendance to it, or we found that it's primarily people from the United States that do attend that event. Yeah, no, we've actually had people attend from as far away as Kenya. And the, the participants are, every year kind of gets more international. We've had women from India and Italy um, and Canada in the past. This year we have Australia, Singapore, uh, France, Canada, all across the United States. So it's an international group of participants and an international audience. And um, and I think what's interesting to add to what Nancy was saying is each panel is a cross-section of women. So in the past, what we were doing more is, this is the panel about disability rights. This is the panel about AAPI issues. Now we're saying power of transformation. What does that topic mean to a woman from the LGBTQ community and a woman from the Latina community. And so, so you're hearing not only about the topic itself, but what it, but it means to a variety of women, which we have done in certain events in the past, and it's really powerful. So I think that's why people internationally connect to it because they're seeing themselves represented on the screen. And we also invite men. We do not invite men up to the stage. We have non-binary people and people whose pronouns are he, him. Um, but we don't invite cisgender men to be a part of the actual conversation because this is a chance for women and non-binary people to speak for themselves and not to be told what they think about things. But we love for men to attend. We've had a lot of men who watch and what they do is they come to us afterwards and say, oh, so that's what it's like when you all are talking and we're not in the room. And it's like, yep. Yes. That's what we say. That's what we say when you're not here and we're not editing ourselves. So it's really informative. And the, and the men love to hear that because they want to know. They want to know what we're really thinking and what's really important to us. But we don't always necessarily say it um, to them. So it's a very, very interesting summit for men to attend as well. Yeah, to have that unfiltered perspective from that the group of individuals playing off of each other as well and having them be able to play to each other's experiences and, and build on that. Yeah. And it lasts for how many days is it? It's three days. Um, it starts on Wednesday, September 21st with just one evening event. Um, we're kicking off the summit this year with LunaFest, which is a short film festival by and for women. So there's eight short films about women and non-binary people. And then that'll be followed by a roundtable with the filmmakers. So that's our kickoff event. And then the summit is all day into the evening on Thursday, September 22nd. And it ends 
on Friday, September 23rd. Uh, Thursday night, there's a uh, Passionistas Persist Awards, which we started the very first year giving one award. We gave it to the actress Bellamy Young, who does incredible work with an organization called CARE. Um, last year, we gave two awards to uh, one we gave to the actress and comedian Margaret Cho, and the other one we gave to the inimitable Dr. Jane Goodall. Uh, which was a highlight of our career. And yeah, and then um, this year we're giving six awards, which oh, is wow. huge for us. It's going to be a really fun evening. Um, we are giving an award to Lorraine Newman, who was one of the founders of Saturday Night Live, founding cast mm -hmm. member. We're giving an award to Rebecca Coakley, who used to work for the Obama administration, and now she works for the Ford Foundation. We're giving an award to the author, Soraya Shamali. We're giving an award to Denai Escanabarino, who has started one of the largest organizations on Clubhouse for Latinx people. And we're giving an award to Kim Roxy, who is the founder of Lamique Beauty. And then our last award is actually a surprise award that we are announcing at the event. We held a contest for uh, 501c3 organizations that are, are catered towards women. So we had 10 finalists and Ooh. we had everyone vote. And we have chosen a winner. We have notified the winner, but nobody else knows. So we'll be announcing that at the event on Thursday night. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, and the ceremony is, is interviews with all of the mm -hmm. recipients. And we don't do all the interviews. We have different women doing the, the interviews. So we have conversations with all of the winners that are really amazing and very powerful. So it's going to be a, a really interesting event. That is so exciting. So you have to tune in to see who the 501c3 That's organization right. is, as well as these great and insightful interviews with the rest of the winners to learn more about why they were selected and what yeah. they're, they're bringing to the table. That is exciting. And this is your third year, correct, that you guys have done this event? That's right. That's right. Yeah, we started in 2020 during the pandemic. We were going to do a small local event in LA. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, I guess we have to do it on Zoom, which was a godsend. <laughs> and um, we were going to do like an afternoon with some local women. And now it's like, you know, 50 panelists, 50 participants, global participants, global audience. It's completely opened everything much bigger, up. Much so. more exciting. All of our audience can get information about that on your guys' website to be able to get their tickets to be able to attend that event. So how late can people buy tickets? They're available up until that date or do they have to buy them way in advance? Yeah, tickets will be available through the date of the event. So That's jump right. on there and get your ticket to be part of this wonderful three-day experience yeah. to be part of the the show on Wednesday night to get to see the films that you have and to have the round table with the filmmakers. Do you get to actually ask questions of the filmmakers or is it just a discussion that's being led? Yeah, we have Q and A's at every event. So if someone has a question, they can drop it in the chat and we can bump it up to the moderator. Um, we love when people participate and ask questions. So that's part of the fun of, of getting to watch it live. And if you, if you buy a ticket and you can't make it those days, there will be a replay of everything as well. Um, but if you watch it live, then you, you can participate in, in the Q&As. Wonderful. So it's definitely something to look forward to. And for both of you to come to this place in a shift in your career, because both of you were very successful and on this track, and to move to this place that has this different level of fulfillment and connection and living this purpose on this different level, what did it take for you guys to make that shift? Because it's not that easy. I know there's people listening right now that are 
hearing your voice and hearing this, what you're getting from the work you're doing now and hearing your success from before. And that's very exciting. And then going, I want that in my voice though. What did it take for you guys to make that transition? What do you think was the key to coming to where you are today in the work you're doing? You know, I think the key for us was that we had each other. You know, Amy and I are best friends. We have been best friends. Our family lore is that I asked for her to be born when I was going to kindergarten because I didn't want my mother to be lonely. <laughs> and we have been best friends since the day she was born. And I think that both of us know that we have the other's back. So there isn't a fear, I think, that you ordinarily have when you're on your own trying to do something. Mm -hmm. So I think for us, the shift was um, pretty organic. And, you know, not that it's been easy. It's been it's been a struggle. It's been an uphill battle. And, you know, especially to get promotion and publicity and to sell tickets. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. And on a daily basis, there is definitely fear involved. But I am 100% confident, and I know Amy feels the same, that we take care of each other and that we're in it together, and it just makes it easy. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that, you know, we grew up in an artistic family. Our parents met in art school. We were always encouraged to um, follow our passions. You know, our, we have a sister who's a filmmaker, a brother who is a musician, a sister that was a dancer and is a fiber artist now. We we have always, from the minute we were born, been encouraged to be creative and push through to different levels of success, push through our fears and, and really go for what we wanted. So that first wave of our careers, that's what we were really passionate about. I mean, I thought I would work in TV and then when I got into visual effects, I, I thought I would be in that forever. And I I, you know, I worked 80, 100 hours a week doing that, and I it was my everything. But when that became not so much my passion, it was a difficult decision and it was a difficult transition. But ultimately, for I think both of us, I would rather take that risk for a period of time to be where we are now, where we have found an even deeper and more meaningful passion. Um, luckily, we found the same passion at the same time together. But to me, it's like, if this isn't my passion tomorrow, then I'm going to have to do something else because I, I don't want to live my life doing something for the majority of my time that I'm not passionate about. So I think Nancy and I will be doing this until the the bitter end. Hopefully, that's a long time from now. But, you know, it, it's a, to me, I think a key element to pushing through the uncertainty of following your dreams is is having passion for it it's gonna be hard so having the passion <laughs> makes it for those hard days to get to the other side and having someone as nancy was saying having someone that you can get to those times with really does help yeah absolutely <laughs> thank god yes. and you guys have had this wonderful idea of having the subscription box that helps you connect with your audience which i'm sure helps bring things full circle, but also help some women that you're interviewing and connecting with as well. Can you tell more about how like you manifested having this box that you then send to kind of bring your community together and also support the women that you're connecting with? Yeah. yeah so the subscription box, when we started the project, we knew that we wanted to do some kind of e-commerce. Um, mm -hmm. 
And we envisioned it more as just an online store where people would come and buy products. And one of our very early mentors, Sashi Chandran, who uh, has an incredible company called Tea Drops, it's bagless tea. Um, she, um, we met with her one day to get some advice and to and get her opinions on things. And she was like, you know, I think you guys should do a subscription box. And we were like, what's a subscription box? <laughs> so uh, we talked about it with her. And then we went home and started researching. We were like, oh, a subscription box, a really cool thing. You sign up and then, you know, this is a quarterly box. So every three months you get this box in the mail full of surprises and nice gifts. We individually wrap everything. So it's like Christmas in a box every three months. And, um, and what we, we really decided that that was the great way to spot, not only spotlight the products that are made by women, but to spotlight the women themselves. So we do in a written interview with every woman who supplies a product for the box. So you're not only learning about the product, you're learning about the woman who started the company, what her passions are, why she started it, what her struggles are, how she overcame them. So it's um it's sort of our podcast embodied in physical products. And uh and we we every quarter we come up with a theme and then we just start searching for products that fit that theme. And we've gotten products from all over the world and all over the country and um we're we're three years in now so it's it's pretty exciting it's really fun um the boxes are beautiful and they're they're the one thing we consistently hear is they're very unique it's not you know a lot of typical subscription boxes are just like you know a lot of girly things lots of makeup and, and you know we have those things occasionally but every um Every box, we really try to have a unique array of things, all sorts of lifestyle products from clothing to jewelry to makeup to books to T-shirts to, you know, we we um, uh, lots of we do lots of food products and, and, and beverages and things like that. So it's always something different. It's not the typical subscription box stuff. Yeah. And we donate a portion of the proceeds from every box to a woman centric or female founded uh, 501c3. Mm -hmm. As oh, well. That's wonderful. And how have you selected those organizations and found them? We pick a, a featured passionista in every box and we do a slightly longer interview with that woman. And we let her pick. We ask her to recommend a charity and tell us why she's selected them. Um, and the other thing that I should add that we do in every box is we, we do a, a virtual event. So that can range from a life coach meetup to this quarter we're doing a fall preview of a, a fashion line called Cabby. Um, we've done cocktail parties and painting parties. Oh, so you get to meet the other women in, in the community and connect with the other passionistas as well. So. Oh, great. So you really have created a community, which I'm sure, especially during the pandemic, that yeah. was very valuable for people to have that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a very strong community. We also do a lot of Facebook live events and, and people sort of meet up there. So we definitely have a good, strong community of passionistas. Uh, they get to getting to know each other. We'll interview somebody and they'll say, oh, I, you know, drank Sashi's tea or I, you know, I, I gave that such and such a thing to a friend as a gift. So it's really wonderful to see them supporting each other. So I'll like be on Instagram and I'll see that somebody commented or liked somebody else's post and I'm like, oh, I wonder how they know each other. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> us. <laughs> right. They know each other because of us. We're, right. we're the magic. We're the reason it all came together. That's like crazy <laughs> to be that conduit. It's so exciting. It's like a role to play. 
Yeah. One thing that we do like to talk about on The Grit Show is self-care. So what is something that each of you do for self-care? You know, I have to say as entrepreneurs, it's really difficult to carve out the time for self-care. I think you probably heard that a lot. Um, and I, I have found that recently what I'm trying my hardest to do is carve out my Saturdays and not work, not let myself get on the computer because I could work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If, <laughs> you know, we have so much to do. And I try to take some downtime and see my sisters. We have another sister that lives here in Los Angeles and we don't always get to connect together, all three of us, but I try to see at least one of my sisters every Saturday and just have a little downtime, have some iced tea and chill. <laughs> iced tea and chill, it's a good thing to do. Family yeah. time, people you care about, iced mm -hmm. tea and chill. That's yeah. wonderful, Nancy. What about you, Amy? What do you do for self-care? I, from the moment I was born, have been a television addict. Um, so, and and I love food. So for me, I either like to go out to a nice restaurant, or you know, these days sit outside at a nice restaurant, or even like a hole in the wall restaurant, and try something different, have some good food. Um, and I also liked late at night to sneak out of bed and go into the other room and binge television shows way later than I should. <laughs> Um, deep into the night. Oh, there's only one more episode. I'll just, I'll just watch it. And then three episodes later, I'll be on another show. So that's my get out of my head, um, free myself from the troubles of the day. Self-care moment. You gotta have your ways. You gotta have your ways. Yeah, last night I finished a book and I was like, it's too late, but I just gotta read it. It's almost done. Almost done. Read a little more. <laughs> so do you have a favorite yeah. show recently that you've watched? It's been a good escape for you? My favorite thing of the last year, it's on Paramount mm -hmm. Plus. Um, and it's called The Offer, and it's a scripted, limited series about the making of The Godfather. Oh, I and it's not entirely factual. Um, there's, you know, because now, because now, of course, I'm reading a book about the making of The Godfather, and it's like, oh, that's how that happened. But um, they kind of attribute things that happen to different people, and they cheat a little bit. But the acting is so good. The guy that plays this legendary film producer, Robert Evans, is like he didn't get nominated for an Emmy. I'm angry about it. Um, <laughs> But it's just so much fun, and, and everybody knows The Godfather. Everybody, you know, yes. most people have seen The Godfather. So even if it's not 100% the, the exact details of what happened behind the scenes, it's a really great, fun story. So that's high on my list. What else, Nan? What else? You know, I watch? have to say I just started this weekend binging um, League of Their Own. Oh, I can't wait. I love it. It's really, really, really great. It's another one of those things. I couldn't sleep the other night. You know, it was midnight. I'm tossing around like, oh, I can't really sleep. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I could get up and watch League of Their Own. So I watched like, you know, until four o'clock in the morning and binged half the season. Um, but it's really great. And it's, it's you know, similar to the movie, but okay, has, a real, has a really great twist that I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it going into it. I just oh. knew that it's a League of Their Own. And um it's a, it's a different perspective on an era of time that you don't hear much about. So, all right. So, because that's all I'll say. Movie. I don't want to give any spoilers. Okay, no spoilers. Yeah. And one of our passionistas, who's a talent manager, has yes. a client, and Robin McWilliams has a client yeah. in the show. Oh, that's so fun! Yeah. Now I have to check that. I hadn't even heard of that, so I've yeah. definitely heard of the movie from the movie back mm -hmm. when, but I hadn't heard there was a TV show. Yeah, it's on. Um, I think it's on Amazon. Amazon Prime. 
Yeah. It's hard. There's so many options. We're I watching. know. <laughs> Last night we were flipping through and we're like, we're going to the same show that we've been watching. So we have all of these. Why do we have all these apps we never use? <laughs> we're going back to the same show because we have very little time for TV and we go to the yeah. same thing. So, so yeah. many options now. Yeah, I keep telling myself I'm, I'm going to, okay, I don't watch Apple TV. I'm going to get rid of Apple TV. And then I'm like, oh, and there's a new Maya Rudolph <laughs> show. So then I keep Apple TV. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get rid of Paramount. Oh, but then there's the yes. author. So I, I, they get I, I just say I don't have kids. I don't have a pet. That's my, that's where I put my well, life. It's one of your self-care items, so I'm endorsing it. Okay. <laughs> the next time you Thank question, you. it's been endorsed. <laughs> Thank I you. So one of the things that we prepared the Grit Show is for each of our guests as a thank you for being on the show, we have a line of coloring books that we're putting together. And so we offer our guests a free coloring book as a thank you for being on the show. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. That's so exciting. <laughs> so you can add another option for self-care into your repertoire. The one that is out is Vintage Mermaids and Magnificent Ocean. And the one that's coming out is You've got this, which is inspirational quotes and sayings. So which of the two would you guys like? I think we maybe should get one of each. I'm drawn to the mermaid one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you, I'll get the All quotes. Right. That's good. I want right. the inspirational one. All right. So Nancy can get, we'll get hers first because hers is already out. So I can send that out ASAP. But Amy, you're going to have to wait till we get yours out. So we will, we will send that to you. That's fine. And also... We would like to buy a copy of the mermaid one because we have a friend who lives in Corvallis and she is starting an organization called Mermaid's Garden. And so we, we let us know how we can buy a copy of that and give it to her. Yeah, it's on Amazon, super easy to get. So I will definitely give you guys that link. That's very fun. So Corvallis, Oregon is where she's Yes. Mm -hmm. That's very fun. That's great. Well, good. The other thing that we love to do for our audience is to kind of give them something to walk away with. So I'm curious if we want to talk to them a little bit about maybe what your guys' thoughts are on ways that they can kind of work through getting towards their passion and focus, some ideas you have on that that we could give our audience. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing is to just really sit with yourself, maybe journal and really figure out what that passion is. I think a lot of times to find your passion, you need to go back to your childhood. And what were the things that brought you joy when you were little? And um, and I, a lot of people find that that's the, that's the underlying thing that really makes them happy. And, um, and just persevere and make a plan and, you know, take the, take the first step. Don't, don't wait. You know, if you put it off cause until you're perfect or until you know more or until, mm -hmm. until, 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 you'll never do it. So just take the first step and take baby steps and you'll get there. And don't be afraid to allow yourself room for your passions to change. Yeah. And we don't live in the worlds that our parents grew up in or grandparents grew up in where you're going to work at the bank your whole life. And that's what you're going to do. And you can't change your, you know, your daily routine. We live in a world where you can do different things. You can try new things. It doesn't even have to be your career. It can be something you do for fun on the side. Um, but you don't have to commit to a lifelong, you know, dream. You can, you can evolve. You can let your passions evolve and you need to give yourself permission to do that. And I think one other thing that we like to tell people is to 
really re-examine your definition of success because, um, you know, we're, we're brought up to think that success equals money and Mm -hmm. money is wonderful. We all want to be financially stable, but, um, a lot of people following their passions need to put aside those old tropes that, you know, money is everything and that, you know, really success to us and a lot of our passionistas is, is feeling fulfilled, feeling like you're making an impact, feeling joy. So, you know, really give give that some deep thought, like how you define success. That's wonderful. I like that. We had a whole episode with Belle Lockerbie, who's actually somebody who lives in Australia, and she did a TED Talk around the definition of words and how you let them define them and how you to look at these definitions and let them change sometimes. So mm-hmm. definitely align those lines. Very, very good advice. I love it. Well, good. Let's tell people how they can find you. The best way to connect with you. Our website is thepassionistasproject.com. And if, when you go there, you can find out about the summit. You can find out about the subscription box. You can get all our social media links. Um, so that's the best way to find us and reach out to us through social media anytime. Perfect. I also have their Instagram links, their Facebook links. We have more links for you in the show notes. So check those out. But it's nice to have one place to know to go first. Now that you know more, I'm sure you are ready to jump right in and be part of the Power of Passionese Summit starting September 21st to the 23rd. That's tomorrow. So get on it. Visit their website for more information, as well as information on those quarterly boxes, as well as their podcast. And you guys have every other week as you guys release the podcast? Yeah, every other Wednesday. Wonderful. Thank you both so much for being here. It was lovely to meet you. And I'm so excited about the work that you're doing, the passion you have for it, and that you're connecting more women and bringing that to them as well. Thank you so much for having us. So glad we got to know Amy and Nancy a little bit better. As for you, I hope your week is going well. Thank you again for being part of this community. It really does mean a lot that you show up here every week and you take the time to listen in. Don't forget, you are the only one of you that this world has got. And that means something. Thanks for being here today.